time. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate your time where we talk New Orleans Saints on this show. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about quarterback Drew Brees. And if is Drew Brees under any pressure this week uh, in their Week 7 matchup versus the Carolina Panthers? And also, we're going to be talking about uh, Sean Payton's uh, biggest shortcoming. We're going to be talking about that. But, of course, thank you all so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you for all those that are following into the chat. And also, uh, thank you, everybody, that is uh, checking this out for the first time. Hopefully, it won't be your last. Uh, Once again, this is a show that talks about the New Orleans Saints. And if you want to be a part of the show, all you have to do is – going to the comments okay this is not one of those shows where you have to donate in order for your voice to be heard uh this is a show that you know belongs to the who that nation and um any um fans of any nfl team you know we talk about saints mostly but if you have a question about another uh, nfl team i answer that as well so thank you all very much for your time uh special shout out to everybody uh once again in the uh, comments we have deal we have recon we have uh we have Keen Arthur, we got Smoke, we got Casual Dex, Mighty Mouse, uh, your boy Jay. Uh, thank you all so much uh, for being a part of the show. But yeah, man, I, I think we need to talk about this uh, because the reason I decided to come up with this topic, the reason why is because let, let's not pretend, okay? There are a lot of Teddy Bridge water supporters out there. There are a lot of people that were angry when Teddy Bridge water left the New Orleans Saints, and went to the rival Carolina Panthers. Some people felt like Teddy Bridgewater should have been a successor to Drew Brees. Some people are angry at Drew Brees. That's right. They're angry because they felt like Drew Brees is selfish and he should have just retired, but he wants to come back one more year. All right? I'm not saying something that I believe. This is stuff that I hear from the Who That Nation. All right. That is one of the reasons why I decided to have this this particular topic. And we have to ask ourselves the question. And we also got to try to answer it as well. Is Drew Brees under any type of pressure? Okay, I really feel like Drew Brees is under pressure. I feel like Drew Brees does have a chip on his shoulder because for the same thing that I just mentioned. Right. You have a lot of members of the Who That Nation that feel like Drew Brees is washed up, okay? Some people feel like Drew Brees should have retired last year. Some people felt like uh, Teddy Bridgewater should have been, uh, once again, the starting quarterback going into the 2020 season for the New Orleans Saints, but that didn't happen. So you know they are watching Teddy Bridgewater and they're watching Drew Brees and they're comparing them, okay? So anytime Teddy Bridgewater wins a game or does something great, they're like, man, he could have been here. Even though if you're looking at the stats from Teddy Bridgewater, not really setting the world on fire, 
And some people are referring to him as a 20 to $24 million game manager. Look, I don't know about that, man. I just feel like uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that went into a new uh, system. Let's let's not act like this is like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers type system where you have a whole bunch of guys, uh, you know what I'm saying, that and you already got a team pretty much set in stone. All you needed was a quarterback. The Carolina Panthers were in rebuild mode, new head coach, uh, uh, new front office people, uh, new players, all of this stuff, man. Teddy Bridgewater had to go out there and try to make a name for himself, okay? So, uh, you know, he is doing a, a, a decent job, Just you know, I mean, not really, once again, tearing the world up or anything like that, but I think he's going to get better as time goes on. But Drew Brees finds himself in a, in a precarious position, man, because I do feel like Drew Brees is going to have to outduel and outplay Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm not just talking about nip and tuck. I'm not talking about back and forth. I'm not talking about last-minute heroics like it was last week because if Teddy Bridgewater comes into the Superdome and lights it up, you are going to validate a lot of fans out there, a lot of fans that don't don't feel that Drew Brees should have been here in the first place. And uh, like I said, people are mad that Teddy Bridgewater is no longer with the Saints. But if you ask me, you know, I don't feel like Drew Brees has anything to prove here. You know, I just think that it was a little bit of luck uh, and, a, and a little bit of a blessing in disguise for Teddy Bridgewater. You know, nobody expected Teddy Bridgewater to play, right? I mean, Drew Brees has been an Iron Man for the New Orleans Saints, and he didn't miss games. And then you have a little bit of an anomaly. Uh, Drew Brees uh, hits his thumb on a helmet of Aaron Donald in the game versus the Los Angeles Rams, and he misses five games. And then comes Teddy Bridgewater. And he wins five games. And that put him in a position to go to another team, make some money, and be a starting quarterback. So do I feel like if Drew Brees wouldn't have never got hurt, would Teddy Bridgewater be the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers? Probably not. Probably not because the last image you would have is that horrible game that he played back in 2018 versus the Carolina Panthers. Now you can argue and say, the Saints got some offensive linemen off the street to get through that game. And Teddy Bridgewater couldn't really show you what he what he had. And the Saints got blew out by Carolina. So that would have been the last image that people would have had if Drew Brees wouldn't have never gotten hurt. And most likely, Teddy Bridgewater probably would be competing with Taysom Hill to be the successor to Drew Brees. Probably wouldn't be no Jameis Winston in New Orleans at all. So, uh, But that's just the way things go sometimes, man. And Teddy Bridgewater deserves uh to get a shot as a starter okay he deserved that shot um it was a freak accident that happened in minnesota they decided to move on from him and now he's resurrected his career man he's a starter once again and i have nothing but respect for teddy bridgewater i, I root for teddy bridgewater every week it's not a week that, that goes by i don't look at the stat sheet and look at what teddy bridgewater has done because i, I want to see him succeed except when he playing the new orleans saints so that's my honest opinion about it. I do feel like there's a little bit of pressure on Drew Brees, but not so much like Drew Brees has to go out here and, and just prove something, you know what I'm saying? But I do feel like if he does not, from from other people's perspective, I feel like that's going to validate them and be like, man, I told you so. We should have kept Teddy Bridgewater. So I want to hear from you all, man. What do you think about that? Do you think that uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, and Drew Brees, well, do you think Drew Brees has some pressure on him because – of Teddy Bridgewater coming to town this week. Robert says, I want Breeze to come back next year too. Uh, well, I, I think a lot of people may disagree with you on that. 
And we have to be real careful about this, Robert. We got to be real careful about it, man, because, you know, we don't want to taint the legacy of Drew Brees, right? We we want to see, we want to love to see Drew Brees come and we want to love to see him leave, okay? Not in a way like, oh man, I'm so glad he's gone, but we want to sit back and appreciate the quarterback that he is, man. I don't want to see Drew Brees stay too long because, you know, there are some whispers right now and even a biggest Saints supporter, the biggest Drew Brees uh, supporter has to admit that Drew Brees is not the same quarterback and you can see a tad bit of decline. Is he still efficient? Absolutely. But some of the things that has made Drew Brees, Drew Brees over the years, is it's uh, slowly starting to uh, dwindle down, man. And I don't want a, a watered down version of Drew Brees, man. I don't. And I definitely don't want to hear one day Drew Brees not having a good game. And all of a sudden I'm hearing people boo inside of the Superdome, booing Drew Brees. Because let's not act like uh, Saints fans won't do that because they will. Okay. I, I don't <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. So if, if he's not lighting it up, he's going to get booed. And I don't want to see that, man. I don't want to see Drew Brees out there being a shell of himself. And I don't want people uh, being upset that Drew Brees is still playing quarterback. So, like I said, I'm on the fence when it comes to that, man. I, I really feel like this is his last year. Uh, I really feel like he's just trying to battle through it. Uh, and just some of the things that I've normally will see out of Drew Brees, I'm not really seeing it, you know what I'm saying, as much, you know. And and maybe it's something in the back of his mind. Maybe it's something that, that you know, that he feels. But at the end of the day, man, I, I think we're looking at maybe the final season for Drew Brees. But you're entitled to your opinion, though, Robert. Teddy is a okay quarterback, but he's not better than Jameis. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that might, you know, agree with what you're saying. Uh, me personally, uh, when it comes to like all the tools, I feel like Jameis possess all the tools to be a good quarterback. I don't know. Great, man. That's a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I feel like Jameis can put a team in playoff contention. I feel like Jameis can possibly under the right coordinator, be an MVP because we all know that the MVP award ain't nothing but the quarterback award. They might as well just change the name because they don't look at anybody else except for a quarterback. I think he can be a league MVP. You know, he has that type of talent. Uh, but when it comes to like being great or something like that, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Uh, but I do think he has some some tools that are better than Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is a little bit of a Drew Brees type quarterback. You know what I'm saying? He's about timing. Uh, he's about, you know, like he, he's not going to wow you with his arm or anything like that. Uh, you know, he has uh, limited uh, athletic, you know, uh, athletic ability. I mean, he can scramble out of the pocket. He can extend plays. Uh, but I feel like Jameis is a little bit of a gamer, uh, more so than Teddy Bridgewater. I, I will admit that. But uh, I think they both have some very strong points. Uh, I think it depends on uh, the type of quarterback that you will want. Uh, I feel like um, both guys can be really successful if they're in the right system. Justin says, TJ, it's time for the Saints to win. And yes, because it's time to step up and be that leader. Uh, I don't know what you were referring to, Justin. I don't know if you're talking about Drew Brees being a leader. I don't think that Drew Brees needs to step up and be a leader if we're talking about Drew here, man. So I give you an opportunity to clarify what you're saying, but I don't think Drew Brees has an issue with being a leader at all. I think that Drew Brees is the uh, a true leader. You know, I think that Drew Brees is uh, 
you know, one of the top leaders, not only on the Saints team, but in the NFL as a whole, if we're talking about him. But I do think that it's time for the Saints to step up and and, and go out there and, and live up to their potential. You know, I am kind of tired of watching the New Orleans Saints uh, go out there and, and not live up to it, uh, starting slow, uh, sputtering, uh, and then some, some late heroics getting back into the game only for the defense to surrender the lead for the final time. So, I mean, I'm tired of watching that because I think that the Saints are a better team than than they've been, you know, they've been showing us, you know. Uh, A-Rod, that would be clean. Chosen says, if Breeze is playing with a chip on his shoulder this game, we can kiss the run game goodbye. Uh, I don't I don't really think so. Um, I, I don't think so because this isn't one of those situations like, like it was with Tampa, right? That's That's a little bit of a... Uh, excuse my French, a pissing contest, right? Between Tom Brady and Drew Brees. So if you're asking me if Drew Brees wants to go out there and I'll do Tom Brady, absolutely, because these two are considered as uh, two of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation, right? So anytime Tom Brady comes to town, Drew Brees is a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, fired up, you know what I'm saying? Ready to try to prove that, you know, he can have a better game than Tom Brady. Uh, but when it comes to Teddy Bridgewater, I don't look at it the same way, man, because I don't think that Sean Payton has that same type of enthusiasm uh, when it comes to uh, Teddy Bridgewater coming to town. Because I think that in the back of uh, Sean Payton's mind, I really feel like this. I really believe this. I feel like uh, Sean Payton wanted uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I think that Teddy Bridgewater was the succession plan the whole entire time. I'm telling everybody, I, I, I tell you this theory from time to time here on the State of the Saints podcast over and over again. It did not make any sense for Teddy Bridgewater to uh, turn down an opportunity to play for his hometown team as a starter for the Miami Dolphins a couple years ago in order to be a backup to Drew Brees. That made absolutely no sense at all. The only logical explanation I have is Sean Payton talking to Teddy Bridgewater and mapping out some type of future plans for him. There's no way in the world that Teddy Bridgewater would turn down all that money from his hometown team to come be a backup for Drew Brees. If Sean Payton didn't talk to him about possibly being Drew Brees' successor, he probably told him that most likely this was going to be Drew Brees' last year. Because if you notice, Drew Brees did contemplate retirement in the offseason. And maybe the decision of Drew Brees coming back and running it back one more time, uh, it threw a monkey wrench in the plans of the New Orleans Saints. I feel like if Drew Brees said, man, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and retire. The Saints probably would have signed Teddy Bridgewater to a one or two year deal. And they probably would have ruled with Teddy at the beginning of the season. So I don't think it's the same type of uh, the energy uh, because I feel like Sean Payton has respect for Teddy Bridgewater. And I don't think it's about uh, outdueling Teddy in the eyes of Sean Payton. Now, when Tom Brady comes to town, he definitely wants to step on uh, the, the neck of you know what i'm saying of tom brady he wants to do that he wants to go out there and flex his muscle he wants to go out there and prove to the world that drew Brees uh, is a better quarterback overall than tom brady tom brady has the hardware but when it comes to dueling when it comes to one-on-one when it comes to throwing that ball when it comes to threading the needle drew Brees is better than tom brady but i don't get those vibes when it comes uh from uh teddy bridgewater when when it, in in the regards of uh Sean Payton. No, I really don't. I think Sean Payton has a special place uh, in his heart for Teddy Bridgewater. 
and it wouldn't surprise me if it if it did not work out if it did not work out in carolina uh would you see teddy bridgewater come back here i i, I really strongly believe that it would have been plausible to part ways with Drew Brees and hand Teddy the reins. I think a lot of people feel like you, D. I hear that all the time. I get a lot of emails. Uh, anytime Drew does something, you know, <laughs> that, that frustrates fans, man, we should have kept, we should have kept Teddy. We should have kept Teddy. We should have kept Teddy. But now it's like, you know, they, they always say, you know, the best quarterback on the team is the backup quarterback, right? They, because the backup quarterback is always seems to be the best, uh, you know, solution uh, when quarterbacks that are starting not playing up to snuff, right? And then when they get in, then, you know, maybe something else happened. You're like, well, you know what? Maybe we need to go back to the first guy that we had. But I don't know, man. Um, I, I'm happy for Teddy, you know, but that, that happens sometimes. Casual Deck says, we are always under pressure against any rival. We can't take any of them lightly. Yeah, man, you know, uh, I think people was getting some misconstrued. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I went, had a little fun on some of these rival NFC South pages on social media. And uh, for some apparent reason, people think that, uh, you know, because I was mentioned in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they think that I'm looking past the Carolina Panthers, but I'm, I'm absolutely not looking past the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers can beat the New Orleans Saints, okay? They, they can beat them. You know, it, it's not, it, it's not uh, something that, that, could not possibly uh, go down. And I think that the Saints have to take this serious. And I think that the Saints need to go back and look at uh, last year, them coming off a of bye week and how stale and how dry and how uh, flat they were in that game against the Atlanta Falcons. And I think they need to understand that they cannot come out there like that because if they do, they're going to get slapped around. The Carolina Panthers are going to come in, slap them around, flex their muscle, and, and basically just say, Man, y'all, y'all ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? So the Saints gonna have to take the Carolina Panthers serious. Uh, whatever was going on, you know, uh, and during a bye week. I mean, I know some people got married. I know some people were chilling with their families. I know Jared Cook talked about his family not being in town and finally getting an opportunity to see them uh during the bye week. But I mean, you gotta be able to uh eliminate all distractions, man, and focus. Then the only uh plus that I feel like the Saints had uh, versus last year's bye week is the fact that they couldn't go too far. Uh, they had to still report for COVID testing. Uh, guys had to uh, make sure that they, uh, you know, take part in those COVID testings. I think it was like three during a bye week. In my opinion, I felt like that was a way for Sean Payton and the Saints organization to keep players close uh, to make sure that they don't go out here and do nothing crazy. You know, let's, let's not pretend like guys, that a millionaires are going to make some of the best decisions. Some going to make good decisions, but we know some of them may not. Uh, but they, they, those guys were close by, so they were at the facility mostly. So that's the only plus that they have. I don't expect for them to come out against Carolina as flat as they were last year versus the Atlanta Falcons, only to get slapped around like they did. So they, they got to be ready, man. They got to be focused, no doubt about that. Stroll down a little bit. Let's go to Ken Arthur. He says, we need to make Drew a game manager. Most of the season and operate behind the run game. Uh, that will kill defensive stamina, give us win in time of possession, and preserve Drew's arm. Uh, I, I do agree with that, Ken Arthur. Uh, I think that the Saints need to pay attention and look at the blueprint of the Detroit Lions, not, not the first uh, couple drives. I mean, they need to burn that part. But the 35 unanswered points that they had, 
versus the Detroit Lions. I mean, they ran the ball 42 times. They controlled the time of possession by 13 minutes, right? They had 13, they had the ball 13 minutes more than the Detroit Lions. And, uh, you know, that gave the defense an opportunity to be able to fly around the field because they weren't on the field that much. Uh, we all know that less of the defense is better. You know, like the fact that if the offense holds on to the ball for an extended amount of time, that gives the defense an opportunity to go out there and strategize, to sit on a bench, drink a little Gatorade, come up with their next handshake. And, you know, we don't have to worry about them making so many mistakes out there on the field. But I think the more that you put the defense on the field, the more they're going to be susceptible to a big play. I mean, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, right? You know what I mean? You know that a big play is going to happen on the Saints defense every single game, okay? It's, it's going to be very rare that you see the New Orleans Saints defense don't give up some type of big play, a 20-plus yard run, a 20-plus yard pass, something like that. You know what I'm saying? So keeping those guys off the field is key. And uh, making sure that Drew Brees throws the ball when necessary can be uh, one of those things. Uh, I, I don't feel like at the age of 41 years old, that Drew Brees needs to be throwing the ball 35-plus times, all right? I'm, I'm going to look at the Chargers game as an exception because they were actually down in that game, and we all know when teams are down, they're going to throw the ball uh, more than they are going to run the football. But when it's nip and tuck, right, when a game is like going toe-to-toe, -to -toe, right, when it's Apollo Creed versus Rocky Balboa, you know what I'm saying, punch for punch, hit for hit, you know what I'm saying, like who's going to go down first? I mean, you got to go back to the, you know, saying the fundamentals, and that is running the football and, and playing some good defense. So let, let's let's just be real about this, man. That's how they're going to win these games. It's not going to be Drew Brees throwing the ball all over the place. Um, you know, I mean, that's just for nostalgic purposes at this point. Tyra says Brees carries this team when there was no defense. Now he needs to D and play calling to be in his best interest. Yeah, you know, Tyra, that's a good point. You know, and I, I said this maybe a couple of shows back. You know, Drew Brees has done so much for the New Orleans Saints, you know, as far as carrying his team when they didn't have nothing, you know. And I think that's one of the things that, that people always hold on to. So anytime, you know, here on the State of the Saints podcast, you know, I'm very critical of Drew Brees or somebody critical of Drew Brees, they always go back to that point. Uh, but, you know, in, in ways I kind of agree with them. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, you know, almost like the mob, right? You know what I'm saying? Like the mob do you a favor. They expect a favor in return. You know, Drew Brees has done so many great things for this organization. And I feel like at the age of 41, it, it is kind of wrong for us to just look at Drew and be like, okay, man, Drew needs to do this, that, and the third. The Saints should have been in a position to understand that Drew has shortcomings. I mean, Sean Payton should have seen this coming. Uh, if, if he were just here grandstanding and just glad that Drew was winning games, then shame on him because he should have come up with a plan to make sure that he disguises uh, some of Drew Brees' limitations. And that should have included maybe going out here, getting a little bit more stout of a defense. And honestly, you should have done that by getting rid of Dennis Allen already. You know what I'm saying? Like Dennis Allen hasn't been setting the world on fire. The Saints defense hasn't been setting the world on fire, even though the Saints have won more games over the past three seasons than any other team in the NFL. It's not like it's because they've been playing light, lights out, shut down defense or something like that. And the, what really makes me upset is when I look at the 2017 draft and I'm looking at some of those players defensively and how they first started out 
coming from their respective schools and they were out there just playing really well playing like they're here on fire and every single year defensively it seems like those individuals have regressed i feel like sean payton should have uh separated from dennis allen and gotten a more detail oriented a better defensive coordinator right that's what they should have did because he should have understood that we're only going to have drew for a couple of years far the time is undefeated you should have seen like i mean honestly since if we want to be honest since like 2018 right we had 2018 we had 2019 and now we have this year you had all this time to look at drew and understand that at the beginning of the season he starts off red hot and he starts sputtering towards the end so maybe you should have put a defense in place you should have got a better coordinator a guy that would would make sure that this defense plays inspired from week to week, not Marshawn Lattimore shutting down Mike Evans one week and getting out, getting smoked out there, you know what I'm saying, by Brandon Edwards and, and, and you know what I'm saying, and, and Hunter Renthrow, you know, like having this guy uh, focus every single week, making sure the defense is able to get pressure, making sure the linebackers are where they need to be, making sure the safeties are where they need to be making sure he, they eliminate some of these guys that have been on a team, just been stealing money that, you know, it's just a matter of time before they, they give up a big play. That's what Sean Payton should have did. And that is one of the things that I said, and I mentioned on the state of the saints podcast, social media page. I said that Sean Payton's biggest shortcoming is his unwillingness to let people go before, you know what I'm saying? Before the damage is really, truly done removing himself from things that he should remove himself away from it's almost like this guy is so is too stubborn for himself it's like he knows exactly what he's supposed to do he knows exactly what he needs to do in order to win a game but he wants to do it his way so bad that he forces it to work sometimes things are not going to work okay i think that is the role of a leader a true leader a true leader is to not only look at the people that he is leading, but also look at himself as a leader. And I feel like Sean Payton doesn't look at himself enough as a leader. He looks at himself as being this savior to the Saints organization, to being a savior uh, to a, a snake-bitten franchise and making them legitimate. But at the same time, man, you got to humble yourself, okay? It's like Kendrick Lamar said, sit down, be humble. You got to humble yourself, man. And you got to always remember, it's about the team, not about your friends, okay? Not about the players that you want to tell everybody, oh, I, I have these, this player right here. Everybody gave up on this player, but I saw something in him. Y'all might have not seen it, but look what I did with Taysom Hill. Look what I did with Deontay Harris. Look what I did with Marquez Callaway. Look what I did with Jimmy Graham. Like, that's, that's what you want to do, right? You want a grandstand, but it shouldn't be about that. And bringing back those same guys that did absolutely nothing in the Saints uniform when you can go out here and get somebody else that can contribute. Holding on to some of your old buddies because y'all y'all won a couple games back in 2009. Dennis Allen should not still be the Saints defensive coordinator. Honestly, man, he, he should not. The, the th I'm telling you, the things that constantly happen with this team defensively are the same things over and over again we see these things all the time it's not like they losing different ways right that's the stuff that got dan quinn fired right what what was the narrative of the atlanta falcons right 
They start off red hot at the beginning of the game, two and three touchdown leads, only for them to lose that two, three touchdown lead at the end of the game. That was the narrative. That's what got them. That's what got Dan Quinn fired. So I'm, I'm asking myself the question, what's the difference between Dan Quinn giving up those big leads and we knowing him giving up those big leads? Then Dennis Allen is his defense giving up big plays at the last minute. So I feel like Sean Payton has done absolutely nothing to help Drew Brees. And I feel like that is the reason why Drew Brees is under such a microscope right now. Because if the Saints had a lights out defense, if the Saints had a defense that, that was very stingy, that they can turn the ball over, we wouldn't even really be analyzing Drew Brees the way that we are right now. The reason why we're analyzing him so much is the fact that the defense is so bad. So we expect Drew Brees to carry the team yet again, like we saw back in 2012, 2013. And it cannot be that way anymore because he's a 41-year-old quarterback who is not what he used to be, man. I'm not saying that he's not good. I'm not saying that he's not one of the best still. All I'm saying is he's not the same. And I feel like we're grading him as if he is because the defense has done absolutely nothing to change our minds. If the defense was, was wreaking havoc, we would not be talking about Drew Brees as much as we are right now. It could be worse. We could have uh, Adam Gase or Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that, that could be worse. You, you're not lying about that. The New Orleans Saints uh, page on YouTube uh, having uh, interviews right now. Okay, yeah, that's that's cool right there, man. Y'all check it out. Um, I'll make sure that uh, I'll probably post some on the page uh, pretty soon. Marshawn Lattimore getting uh, burnt by Alan Lazard for over 150 yards is absolutely embarrassing and disgraceful. I agree with that, man. And like I say, we got to ask yourself the question, right? If we're having these same issues with Lattimore every single year, man, where's the accountability? Where's the accountability, man? Why, why are we still having these same issues? And, and that's the thing, folks. That is the reason why I feel like the Saints should have went in a different direction because we're having the same issues with the same players. Uh, you know, Marcus Williams, yeah, he can tackle a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? But it's like if if a kid had 10 spelling words, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know, he go from learning how to spell five of them to spelling six. I mean, so it's not really that that, that, that good, right? I mean, you just elevated your, your grade from a 50 to a 60, right? I mean, it's still not that good, okay? It's, it's important to spell all the words, right? Spell all 10. Uh, you know, but it's the same issues. It's the same issues from the same people. P.J. Williams being out of position, Patrick Robinson getting smoked, uh, Marshawn Lattimore not being motivated from game to game, and Marcus Williams, you know what I'm saying, being out of position and his inability to bring people down during tackles. And, and you know, and, and another thing, when they when they give up big plays, playing hero ball, just, just get the guy on the damn ground, right? Instead of, like, this is what I don't understand. When the Saints give up big plays in the secondary, they don't try to get the guy down on the ground. What they do is they the dude catches the ball and they try to play hero ball, try to rip the ball out of his hand. Of course, at this time, the guy understands that you're trying to take the ball away from him. So you're, he's basically dragging you for another 10 yards. So you're not making the situation better. You're making it worse. And that is what I'm saying, folks. Why are we dealing with the same issues? I have been doing the State of the Saints podcast since 2018, the beginning of 2018, September, right? When the Saints played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback. 
I promise you, folks, this is rinse and repeat right now. You can go back to 2018, watch the State of the Saints podcast, and some of the same things we're talking about right now are some of the same issues that are plaguing the New Orleans Saints right now. And you have to ask yourself the question, why? What is the common denominator, especially when it comes to the defense? It is Dennis Allen, right? I'm not saying that Dennis Allen can't coach defense. And I'm pretty sure if Dennis Allen was to get let go by New Orleans Saints, he'll land on his feet somewhere. He'll probably end up being a college coach or somebody coordinator around the league. But Dennis Allen is not an elite defensive play caller. When he goes up against elite offensive coordinators or elite offensive-minded uh, head coaches, he gets exposed. And so does the defense. And I don't think that the Saints need to, to have a coordinator like that. You have to be able to go out there and go toe-to-toe with some of the best, right? Like when you when you think about some of the best coordinators, you think about somebody like Romeo Cornell. You think about somebody like Wade Phillips, right? You think about somebody like that. As much as people may criticize Wade Phillips for being a head coach, you know what I'm saying, and, and being one of those lame duck head coaches, you can't say this about Wade. When Wade going up against some elite, some elite uh, offensive competition, Wade have his team ready. You have people like Greg Williams. Despite what Bountygate and all that kind of stuff going on, man, Greg Williams have a game plan. No doubt about that, right? So I just feel like the Saints have put themselves in this position because they don't want to let these guys go. They want to hold on to these guys, right? I mean, but you, you got to let it go, man. You got to let it go. My second favorite team behind the Saints, been a diehard Titan fan since uh, they moved from Houston, and I 100% agree with you. Yeah, man, I, I mean, Titans are a good football team, no doubt about that, man. I'm happy for them. And I must say, man, I was wrong about Ryan Tannehill. I, I am, man. I, I'm, I'm willing to eat crow on that. He's much better uh, than I thought he would be after that contract. So, uh, yeah, he's been, playing, been doing an outstanding job. Uh, that's a little tough on that, but if he was playing better, this wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, man, Lat- Lattimore needs to play better. And like I said, man, we have to ask ourselves why. Why is this guy not motivated? Why Why is this guy, you know, why is this guy uh, not motivated? Uh, say it with me, family. No excuses. I mean, I don't even think it's excuses. You know what I'm saying? I just think that it's almost, it's almost gospel now, Iceman T. Like, seriously, we have to ask ourselves the question, why do these, these problems just keep occurring? Why, why do they keep occurring? Like, why, why are we constantly dealing with these same issues? What is the one common denominator here? Uh, TJ, you are right. I believe the Saints didn't want a PR nightmare to happen if Drew wanted to come back and the Saints choose Teddy. So they decided to run it back with Drew. Uh, I kind of... I kind of uh, agree with what you're saying with that. Uh, I feel like it wouldn't have been a PR nightmare because the Saints would have. That That's the thing. Like, I, <laughs> that's the thing, uh, Brandon. I don't feel like the Saints would have did that in the first place. I, I it, The Saints would not have done what Bill, Bill Belichick did with Tom Brady, right? They He wouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? Like, after 20 years and six Super Bowls, the New England Patriots let go of Tom Brady. I don't think, I don't think Sean Payton can do that. I, I don't. 
the way we see this, this team is almost like a revolving door. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't even say, yeah, I guess you can. You know what I'm saying? Like, or a boomerang. You throw the dude out, you cut him, bring him back. Cut him, bring him back. Cut him, bring him back. Like, what more can you see out of a guy if you constantly cutting this dude? What more do you have to see, right? I mean, it's up lazy coaching. Lazy. Lazy. I, we don't have to teach him much. He already know our system. Lazy. That is lazy, man. I'm sorry. That is lazy. But I don't think, like, when you think about uh, Drew Brees, I don't think I don't think Sean Payton had the guts to really make that type of decision. I, I really don't. I think I think he is a creature of habit. I think he is a little bit of OCD. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, uh, I don't know if y'all ever seen this. Uh, man, what, what's that show? Monk. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, I mean, I'm pretty sure some of y'all seen Monk. And Monk was a character, a guy who suffered from OCD. You know what I'm saying? He, you have to like, you know, have the, you know, the rule on the desk at a certain angle. You have to have the cup from the left to the right. If a blind was deshuffled, you know what I'm saying? He, he went to the blind and fixed it. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what Sean Payton is. Sean Payton is really OCD. And not just, you know what I'm saying, like with his play calling, with his players too, right? I just feel like he he likes to be in familiar territory. That's that's what I, I think he likes. And honestly, I just think that he wants a whole bunch of guys that are just like him in some cases, right? Because I think that what happened with Greg Williams kind of affected the way that he coached going forward. Because him being suspended for an entire year, I think that kind of changed Sean Payton. Because we have to keep in mind, man, Sean Payton had this approach like, okay, man, Greg, you focus on this defense and I'm going to focus on this offense. And he look at how what Greg Williams did and how Greg Williams cost him a year of coaching. And I feel like he doesn't want to go out there and have a guy with that type of mind frame anymore. He wants a guy that is close to the vest, right? A guy that he understands. And a guy maybe he can yell at from time to time to make yourself feel empowered i don't know but it's not going to win you anything it's not it's not going to win you a doggone thing uh teddy bridgewater was good for the new orleans saints because they had a team around him that knew what they were doing and a good defense and a good offense that is true man they definitely had a uh they did have one of the best defenses uh during that stretch I, i will admit to that you know, I don't know what the hell happened when Drew Brees came back. I, I don't know what was going on with that. But I think it had a lot to do with the strategy, man. Like, you know, they, they were able to control the time of possession. If you go look at Teddy Bridgewater's stats, go look at his stats. Go look at how long the Saints had the ball. Go look at how, you know what I'm saying, like they were controlling the time of possession by running the football with Latavius. And, you know what I'm saying, and Teddy Bridgewater extending plays. If it's a third and five him scrambling for five yards, but the clock was steady moving. And that left the defense on the field for a limited time only, okay? It was almost like that new McRib, you know what I'm saying, when a new McRib come out, right? The McRib sandwich for a limited time only at McDonald's. That's what it was, man, for a very limited time. And that's what we need to see the defense. So it kind of played into the hands of of the Saints and their strengths. So um, thus we fast forward to 2020 and they need to be having the same game plan. We should have used Zach Bond more often. Just trust the guy. Man, I, that's what I don't understand, Casual. It's not like the Saints have this lights out defense to a point where you like, is this guy ready? Like the guys that you think are ready aren't ready. You know what I'm saying? The guys that you think out there should be playing 
shouldn't be playing. So what more can Zach Bond could possibly do to make this defense any worse than what we have seen over the past uh, six weeks? Honestly, what, what could he possibly do? Can he be out of position? How many times have we seen these guys looking at each other? Oh, I thought that was your man. Oh, I thought that was your man. What's going on, bro? I thought I was supposed to have. I thought it was cover two. How many times have we seen that? So what can Zach Bond possibly do to make Sean Payton believe that he ain't ready for prime time when your whole secondary, for God's sakes, clearly haven't been ready for prime time? Uh, Saints have a good team. Just need to get back to uh, good, sound, fundamental football. It's the little things. Uh, Optimus Grind, I agree with that. Uh, I, I do feel like one thing they need to stop doing is the penalties, right? They need to stop with the penalties and stop getting behind the eight ball. Those first 15 plays, excuse me, of the New Orleans Saints have been god-awful over the past couple weeks, right? Their inability to get three and outs, they finally got one versus the Los Angeles Chargers. But their inability to get three and outs and teams going right down the field and scoring on them and their red zone defense has been absolutely hot garbage, right? So I think that the Saints need to tighten up just a tad bit. Uh, They need to like maybe simplify the defensive game plan and just let the guys go out there and run free and play, play the game of football. That's what they need to do, right? They do have a good team. Uh, I don't feel like this is this is why I feel like the Saints uh, can be a contender because the Saints are never out of a game. Like that's one thing we can't say about the Saints. It's very rare that they get blew out. And, you know, I don't feel like what happened, like with the Packers, would ever happen with the Saints, because I don't think Drew Brees is, is structured like that. I think that Aaron Rodgers, if he realizes that his team is not going to have a good game, if he goes a few drives and it don't go his way, he quits. I don't look at that when it comes to the Saints. I think if they're down by a couple of touchdowns, they, they think that they're still in the game. That's what separates good teams from great teams. That's why I say the Saints are still a great team because as much as uh, as much heartbreak as we have had over these past couple of years, the Saints have always been in the game when it matters most. That's what made it hurt even worse because there was right there to the end. So they do have a good team. You know, they have a great team, in my opinion, because, you know, great teams find ways to win and be there at the end. So I think if they clean up a few things, uh, I think they'll be fine. But I'm going to be honest with you, folks. Uh, I don't see like I don't see the Saints channel in their their inner 1985 Bears or anything like that. I I don't see that happening at all. The defense uh, felt like their savior was back. So the pressure was lifted off of them. Well, that that's a that's a uh character problem right there kurt that, that's a that's a character problem because it should matter who's back right you should be doing your job and that's what make things frustrating and that's why the saints for the last couple of years have been dealing with some of these issues playing down to the competition right not being all the way in looking at the looking at the schedule and like oh man that's a win right there uh, looking at who they have on the team. Oh man, we're gonna win this week. You know, like do your job. Do your job. If you do your job, you'll be fine. Not looking at the, you know what I'm saying? Not looking at the other guy, not you know, wondering what he's gonna do, not wondering if he's gonna come back, not looking at the, the people that you're playing against, not looking at the record, but doing your job. If the Saints do that, they'll be fine. 
Uh, Chris Richard, the former Dallas Cowboy defensive coordinator, is the answer. Yep, I already mentioned that uh, before. You know, I feel like Chris Richard is a really good defensive coordinator. I have absolutely no idea why this guy is not somebody defensive coordinator. Uh, maybe they're grooming him to be somebody head coach. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy's name doesn't show up as being a head coach of somebody. But if he's not, I think the Saints need to give him a call. Saints ranked 31st in red zone defense. Who are you beating in the playoffs with that? Nobody. Not a soul. Not a soul. It's pretty much like a foregone conclusion when teams get down to the red zone at this point. And I don't think that you can just change that. I think the Saints are who they are. So they're going to have to find a way to disguise it. Why are our corners soft on every play and still getting burnt? Uh, that's a DA problem. Yeah, that's the thing, too. That's, that's what we got to pay attention to. I know we un, I think we're talking about Aaron Glenn. And I know we're talking about Aaron Glenn um, not telling his players to turn around and stuff like that. And, yes, he, he does deserve some blame. But let's not pretend like Dennis Allen, once upon a time, wasn't the secondary coach of the New Orleans Saints. And I feel like I feel like no matter what your title becomes, the one thing that you were successful in or the thing that you started out or made you who you are, you're always going to have a special place in your heart for that, right? Let's let's look at Nick Saban, right? Nick Saban back in the days for the Cleveland Browns on the Bill Belichick coaching staff, he coached the secondary. If you look at Nick Saban at the University of Alabama, he really be trying to coach up those secondary players out there at Alabama. Uh, you look at Bill Belichick. Uh, Bill Belichick, head coach of New England Patriots for the past, what, 21, 22 years, right? But his claim to fame was the defensive coordinator of the New York Giants staff with Bill Parcells. So that is his bread and butter. That is his baby, making sure that he has a good defense every single year. What I don't understand is, defensive in in the secondary was your strong suit right that's what that's what made you who you are that's what got you the head coaching job out there for the Raiders that's what got you to become a defensive coordinator for Denver am I right or am I wrong folks right you know what I'm saying so how is it that you don't have a special place in your heart or try to put emphasis on the secondary I mean if you do it's a damn shame you you shouldn't you shouldn't have a job but I feel like you should put a little bit more emphasis on something that made you who you are, that elevated you to the point that you're at right now. And um, maybe Dennis Allen isn't doing that. I, I really don't know. It, it don't make sense to me. I just feel like it, you know, I just feel like there's a, there's a should be a special place in your heart uh, for the things that, that, that molded you into what you are right now. Is it true that after I buy uh, last week, we went 7-0? and uh, No. No, we, we lost to the Atlanta Falcons off the bye week. I don't know what our record was at that time. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too sure. I'm not going to pretend, but I know we lost right after uh, the bye week to the Falcons. TJ, do you think uh, we draft a quarterback, and who do you think we can get? Uh, it, it, would, it would make sense to do so. But let's just let's just be honest. Uh, Sean Payton ain't trying to do that. Once again, lazy coaching. Uh, you know, don't want to take a rookie quarterback and try to mold them, right? Don't want to uh, instill, uh, you know, uh, you know, instill offense of game plans. Don't want to be able to be patient with him as he learns the NFL speed. 
He don't want to do that. He'd rather go out here and get a seasoned veteran, a guy that has been in the league for X amount of years that I don't have to worry about him uh, understanding the speed of the game. I don't have to understand. He don't have to understand about uh, defensive calls and all that kind of stuff. So I just think that Sean Payton in a lot of ways and his coaching staff are extremely lazy. I just don't feel like they have the patience to try to uh, teach young players. Uh, I mean, you look at somebody like Lamar Jackson. Like, why the hell not, right? I mean, it was so obvious that that particular time that the Saints needed a quarterback. All right, it was obvious. I think everybody and their mama thought that the Saints should have got another quarterback. Could have got Lamar Jackson. Didn't get Lamar Jackson. Got Davenport. And now Lamar Jackson is the reigning league MVP, right? Then aggressively try to move up to try to get Patrick Mahomes. You know, decided to, like, stay put. Let's go ahead and get Lattimore, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's stuff like that because I don't feel like they have the patience. They don't have the patience to try to train and mold young quarterbacks. They don't. they rather go out here and get a guy. Wouldn't surprise me at all if Philly decides to move away from Carson Wentz, the Saints don't try to get him. Wouldn't surprise me at all if, if Detroit decide to let Matthew Stafford go there and give him a phone call. Sean Payton just, he just don't like young quarterbacks. He don't. Like there is no proof that Sean Payton likes young quarterbacks, right? If, if they if he gets them, like most likely they probably was on a practice squad, right? I think the Garrett Griffin, uh, Garrett Grayson experiment uh, didn't work out at all, right? I mean, so I don't know, man. They just they just don't do that, which they should. Uh, TJ, do you think we make a trade for Andrew Luck if he decides to come out of retirement? Uh, I don't think so, man. I don't, I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. You know, I can see the Saints most likely getting somebody like Carson Wentz down the line, though. Besides, we always draft Big Ten players. Yeah, that is true. A lot of Big Ten players. A lot of Big Ten players around there. But I, I think that just, once again, that's Sean Payton being Sean Payton. Where's Sean Payton from? He's from Illinois, right? That's That's like right in the heart of Big Ten football. That's what he grew up watching. The Michigan-Ohio State rivalry right uh university of wisconsin you know all them different schools around that area so that's just showing peyton being shown uh jerry poor but every team is zero and zero once the playoff starts and we took an l regular season records are kind of meaningless teams are judged by the postseason that is true that's true that's that's what separates the good from the great sean said he wanted to see what the young guys could do if they, uh, that's the case where is Bond Trotman and Ruiz at? Yep. Like I said, man, lazy coaching. TJ, do you think our defense should be a 3-4? Uh, no, I think that the Saints should have a 4-3. And that's the problem, Gold Cash, because they get away from the four, from the 4-3. They run all these different exotic uh, defenses, right? They run in a 46. They run in a 3-4. Um, they out there running quarters and, and all them other stupid, uh, ridiculous uh, defensive plays. And it's almost like the yellow pages of defensive play calls. And that's one of the reasons why I feel like guys aren't prepared because it's tough, right? It's tough to do that, especially when you don't have the players with the mental capacity to do it. Now, I'm not saying that these guys are dumb, but I am saying that there's a reason why Bill Belichick uh, look at guys wonder lick tests uh, before he actually selects those guys because he understands that his defense is complex and he wants to make sure that the right guys are on his squad. 
Matt Ryan getting that call, TJ. Hell is frozen over. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think Matt Ryan going to get that phone call. I can see Matt Ryan probably replacing Phillip Rivers down the line. I can see him playing for the Colts. That That is something that I can see. Because Phillip Rivers, uh, even though they, they came back against the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm going to say that again. Even though they came back against the Cincinnati Bengals, no disrespect to Joe Burrow, but the Bengals stink, okay? No, I mean, they, they just do, man. Anytime you up in there like going toe-to-toe and you got to come back against the Bengals, that tells you a lot about your squad, a lot. We passed on Jair Alexander, uh, Tremont Edmonds, Derwin James, and Lathan Vanderesh. Yeah, but a lot of teams did too, Dalton. A lot of teams did too. So, I mean, hindsight is 2020, uh, but I'm talking about when it comes from when it comes to Lamar Jackson. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when it comes to Lamar. Like it was obvious that the Saints needed a quarterback. It was obvious that this guy was the right choice. He was the best, he was the best solution. But they didn't want him. Jets tanking for Trevor. Let's get Sam Darnold a, a deck. Sam Darnold can kick rocks. Uh, Sam Darnold never been that good to me. At USC, he was turning over the football at an alarming rate, and he wasn't that good. I think he was just a big fish in a little pine of uh, quarterbacks, okay? I mean, it, nobody was really setting the world on fire. If you look at his draft, nobody is really tearing the league up at, at all. So – I just think that he was just one of those guys that that was just a big fish in a little pine of a quarterback pool. So you think Sean should give up the offensive play calling? I do think so. Uh, if he if he's uh, being petty about it, you know, if he's running plays out of spite, then yes, right? If he's not doing what's in the best interest of the team offensively, yes, he does. I do feel like he uh, – I do feel like he, he he runs his plays to try to stick it to the the, the opponent, right? Or, or let the world know how smart he is as a play caller, which that shouldn't be your – that should not be your driving force. But I'm, I'm starting to notice that it is with Sean Payton. Uh, keep Matty Ice away from the New Orleans uh, chokesters. Uh, well, I don't know. You talk, I guess you talk – I guess that's a period – chokesters okay because i'm like all right that, that can be a that can that can be uh <laughs> i mean you can kind of look at that and be like oh wait a minute now you calling the same chokesters so that, that period was definitely necessary dustin <laughs> you know that was definitely necessary because people would think that you're actually insinuating that the saints are chokers but i mean in ways i hate to say it you, you, you kind of wouldn't be wrong but we all know who the king of chokers are and that is the Atlanta Falcons. No doubt about that. Uh, TJ, what do you think uh, happens to Taysom Hill next year? Uh, Taysom Hill gets an opportunity to be the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, maybe competing with Jameis Winston or some other quarterback. If he uh, beats that person out, he can be the starter if Drew Brees retires. Plain and simple. Uh, so, uh, But I have to say, man, nothing I've seen this year out of Taysom Hill tells me uh, that he's ready for prime time. I can tell you that. Uh, welcome to New Orleans, Stan Van Gundy. Okay, Stan Van Gundy. Uh, so Stan Van Gundy is the new head coach of the Pelicans. Somebody let me know, you know. I'm seeing uh, John saying uh, Stan Van Gundy. If that is, man, if that is the case, that's a good move right there. Stan Van Gundy is a really good basketball coach. I think uh, I think we all remember him uh, leading the Orlando Magic 
uh, to the NBA Finals when he had Dwight Howard and one of my favorite uh, underrated players, the, one of the, the most underrated players in NBA history, in my opinion. I'm talking about Hito Turkaloo, man. Like uh, that's, that was my guy, man. He was he was my guy when uh you know he used to play for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, so I mean he had those guys out there rolling, man. He had Jameer Nelson and all those other guys, man. And also you know what he did out there in Detroit. So Stan Van Gundy, man, I, I think that's a good move for him. Uh, the, they're definitely going to be better defensively, and they're definitely going to um, have some. They're going to have some fundamentals out there uh, in New Orleans. So congratulations to him, uh, Stan Van Gundy. That's a good move right there. If that is the case, uh, do you think or will resign Marshawn Lattimore? Yeah, I do. Um, just not for the money that he probably would have got if he would have had a solid season. Uh, Taysom 30 injury history lots of big hits not a recipe for franchise starter that's a good point uh that, that's a good point uh he'll be good uh for Aziz growth yeah I agree with that like he he does a really good job with the big man he really does he, he definitely does that so shouts out to Stan Van Gundy that's a good that's a good look Saints are going on a winning streak until we play the Chiefs um, I, I'm not even going to say they, they can't beat the Chiefs. I think they can beat the Chiefs. You know, I, I think they can. You know, I don't think that uh, it's, it's so far-fetched that the Saints uh, can't, you know, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility they can beat the Chiefs. I think if the Saints like could go toe-to-toe with the 49ers, you know, the way that they were playing offensively and the way that they were playing defensively last year and they put up 46 points against them, I – I don't think that the Chiefs can't uh I mean that the Saints can't beat the Chiefs. I, I just don't. I just think that the Saints uh and I honestly think that the Saints are going to play them tough because the the Saints this what this is the frustrated thing. The frustrated thing about the Saints is they go up against elite competition and they be like like they be like a, a house on fire. And it's like, dang, man, like, why can't we get this type of performance every single week? That's that's the frustrating thing. You play the Chiefs, you, you be competitive, go toe-to-toe, take their best shot, and then the next week you go up against inferior competition and then all of a sudden, like, y'all forget how to play football. Like, give me a break, man. Uh, but I want to say thank you very much for tuning in to the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast. Also, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast. Previous episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, Make sure that you uh, subscribe to one of those streaming apps. I really do appreciate your time and uh, continue to send emails and inboxes to The State of the Saints Podcast, uh, stateofthesaints at gmail.com. And of course, once again, Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. You all have a good evening. Uh, Thank you very much for tuning in. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?